about how bullshit it is that Hershey's has the nerve to call their dark chocolate bar special dark? Yeah, that, that always seemed weird to me. When it's just a shitty dark chocolate bar. Yeah, it's like like the lowest quality of it's, dark chocolate. It's the same low quality chocolate, but dark. And they had the nerve to be like, oh, it's our special dark. I mean, to be fair, it is better than like the standard milk chocolate Hershey bar, but not by much. Not compared to other dark chocolates. Right. And and, and it's like, can you call it a special dark if you don't have a, a, a base dark? Did, right. did Hershey's used to have a, a base dark and they came up with like a, a, a special dark like new coke and then everyone was like well the old dark kind of fucking sucks so. right where does that come from what's what, what's going on here why don't they have a special milk yeah yeah right. I want some special milk in my mouth <laughs> who doesn't want special milk in their mouth and well you know the other thing too what's up with like the Hershey symphony bars symphony bars yeah they only come in like like the giant like i don't know like six inch by four inch size but yeah i don't know i think they just have like symphony milk chocolate and symphony dark but i think they're like a higher quality than the regular milk and the special dark I mean, it's not a it's not a high bar to pass. So no, God, Hershey's is fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, I just I was digging through my candy bowl and I noticed that, and I, I it dawned on me like, what is up with that? Yeah, oh, that yeah, th- it really is weird. Welcome to uh, the Break Room Nacho Special Podcast. Thanks for joining <laughs> us this week. Yeah, <laughs> but that's even more acceptable because we we have previous episodes. No, no, I think we're going to retroactively rename all of them the Break Room Nachos special podcast. I like it. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. They're special. I mean, we make dick and fart jokes. Who else on the internet does that? Right? I don't think anybody. At least not to the level that we do. Probably not. No. Anyway, what's going on? Uh, not much. Uh, what's up with you? Not a lot. Anything? Not really. Uh, I picked up a new game on stream this week. Nice. What game? Uh, it's a game called Kenshi. So okay. it's a very unknown game, but uh, suggested me by a friend. It's a uh, it's an RPG game, and it was it was a ride and a half playing through that game for the first time. I mean, I didn't, I haven't finished it. I only played it one time, but like that one stream held so much weird shit that I feel like I got to regale you with the tale of the character I created. All right, let's hear it. So Kenji takes place in a post apocalyptic world where everything is like deserts and every, all the buildings are collapsing and there's just a lot of, you know, bad people running around and stuff like that. So it started with character creation. I, uh, I decided to go with a character called a skeleton, which is not a skeleton. It is a robot. Um, okay. <laughs> and weird in, in my character creation, you know, you had options to like change your idle position, right? Like you're just your normal standing pose. Mm-hmm. And one of them was just a squatting position which was strange. Okay. But then there was other, there was a few others. There was one where you're just hand, hands were at your side. There was some where your arms were like crossed. There were some where it did like a lot of the positions just look really uncomfortable. And then further down in the character creator, they had a posture slider. Okay. You could change your character's posture. And when you slide it, sli- slid it, it, their posture progressively got worse. Like you could go from having like a nice straight back, square shoulders. to being like completely hunched over with like your arms hanging three feet in front of your legs. Okay. 
And so like while I was looking at the posture, like like looking at how shit the posture is, I was like, I wonder what this squat position will look like when you have terrible posture. Oh gosh. And sure enough, as soon as I slid it over, my character buckled down. His legs were like in the squatting position. Yeah. But his torso was completely bent at like a 45 degree angle into the ground, like into his own crotch. Like, oh God. Okay. Was that even playable that way? Oh yeah. 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 So absolutely. That's what I went with. Okay. So we named my character beat bop the collapsed one. Nice. Based on his robot stature and the fact that his bones are cripplingly broken. Apparently. Oh, now is there, is there any real advantage to playing with a character with horrible posture and or crouch? Not that I can tell. Okay. I think it's just personally like a personal preference thing. Okay. Go ahead. No, no, you ask me. I was going to ask on the other side, are there any disadvantages to having your character like that? Not that I can tell. I mean, like I'm a, the character is a robot. So it's like, it's, it's not like it's affecting me physically. So yeah, I I, I figure it's a flaw with his creation, you know? Yeah. I just didn't know if maybe like he couldn't jump as high because he was all hunched over or nah, doesn't seem to be anything, anything like that. Huh? But, um, so this game is weird. It, it just kind of dropped me into the world. Okay. No tutorial, no like starting cutscene, no like characters even talking to me, introducing me to the world and establishing my place within it. Uh-huh. It just fucking dropped me into a random city in the desert. Huh? So immediately, like I started trying to figure out what the hell to do in this game. Yeah. I started walking around the town. There was bars, there were shops, there were like guards and just random people. Um, I tried to go to the police station. I asked them if they had any bounties that I could like pursue, like, you know, just become a bounty hunter. I know it seemed like a smart way to start things off. Sure. The guy was basically like, nah, but if you find any criminals, we'll take them. (laughs) Okay. So that doesn't help much. But then I went to the bar and that guy did have bounties. And so the bounty that I got from that guy, uh, told me about a, a criminal who was in the southern part of the desert past the eye. Okay. I don't know what the fuck that meant. I don't know what the eye is. <laughs> right. I'm like a baby in a brand new world. Like, I don't know what the eye is. I can look at my map and see like the southern part of the desert. But like this game doesn't have waypoints. It doesn't have like a quest journal. It doesn't have like markers on the map except for things you've already discovered. So I could see like my city that I was in and a couple cities nearby. But mm-hmm. there wasn't anything labeled the eye. Huh? So I started like trying to figure out like any way to do anything. Like I went to the bakery. I tried to get a job at the bakery. I tried to like see if I could talk to the armor smith and get a job as an armorer. Anything. Nothing. Couldn't get anything. Okay. Well, getting a job at the bakery, that would be very fitting for you. Yeah. 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 So I thought I thought that'd be fun. It'd be interesting, you know? Right. Um, so my 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 next step, you know, I'm in a world that is it is it, it, that that is giving me oh, no opportunities. I'm clearly downtrodden. I have no money. My back is horribly broken. So I turned to crime. Okay. I I started going around and just trying to steal shit and trying to pick locks and stuff. Okay. Um, I had some success. Found a few things here and there, but I couldn't sell any of it because it was all stolen. And like when it's stolen, there's like a chance that the the, the vendors in the town will recognize it. Okay. So finally, I was like, maybe I'll find maybe I'll find my I'll pick my prospects up and see what I can find in another town. So I my so my, my character beat Bob took his little legs and hoofed it across this great desert to another town entirely. And, you know, it it's really funny watching him walk because he's just totally crippled over the entire time. <laughs> right. 
so I got to the next town. And uh, again, I couldn't find anything to do. But what I did eventually see happening and like, mind you, this is a long time. We're talking like I'm already like at like 45 minutes into the stream and I found nothing to do. Okay. <laughs> so uh, eventually, like I, I started like seeing all the guards running towards the entrance of the town and it was like, okay, there's some kind of scuffle out here. And I, I ran out there and there was like some ravagers who came to attack the town and they all got their asses kicked. Okay. So there was a lot of dead guys outside of town, but some of them weren't dead. Some of them were just unconscious. So I, uh, I, I stole all the stuff off of one of the guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I stole his armor. I stole his weapons. I, I stole like his bandages. He was totally unconscious. I just stole everything off of his body. Yeah. I was like, you know what? He's not using it right now. And then like I went back into town again. I was still trying to find somewhere to sell all this stuff, but I realized that they, this town had a slave market. Okay. In this post post apocalyptic world, apparently slavery is fine. So I went back to my unconscious naked friend, picked him (laughs) up, walked him back into town and tried to sell him into slavery. Did it work? It didn't work. You can only sell people into slavery if they're like part of your squad, which means one that like they're one of your friends. That's really fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who does that? I, I don't know. So unfortunately, I couldn't sell the naked guy. So I just dropped him on the floor of the slave market and left. (laughs) Um, and I moved on to the next town. Okay. And this is where things start to get a little more interesting. Things started to shape up from here. Okay. So I went to this next town and I found this, like, they were called barracks. It wasn't for like the town's guard though. Cause they said they count on the police station, but I don't know. It was just like some military force that was in the town and they had like training dummies. You could, you could just use like there was, there was no reason they, they didn't like stop you from using them if you weren't like part of their army or whatever. So okay. I, tra- I trained up some of my fighting abilities because at this point I had like no skills other than stealing shit. Okay. Um, so I trained up some of my, some of my uh, uh, abilities and then like no one was in the building. So I stole like all, a lot of expensive alcohol and shit. Okay. <laughs> stole all of it and, and I left. Yeah. And I went to um, the bar and I found a fence. Fences are, 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 are people who will, who will take stolen goods okay so i finally found a way to to sell all the stolen stuff and so i did and i had some money finally wonderful awesome and so now that i had a little money and i was beginning to you know see this pattern of like okay every city is basically the same they all have like the same kind of shops and stuff they're just in different layouts there's different npcs and whatnot but they all kind of have the same thing going on which is to say they don't really have anything to offer me okay so i, I picked a random spot on the map that looked interesting and i just beat bop just hoofed it out there so we're talking like an hour and a half into the stream at this point. Okay. Meepop starts running across the, 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 the desert and um, yeah, it didn't go, go as smoothly as one might expect. Like eight different people all like came out of nowhere and beat the shit out of me. Oh, to the point that I went unconscious. Oh no. And then it turned out they were slave traders. And so in a strange twist of, of fate, <laughs> I was made into a slave. So you got sold into slavery. I, well, yes. And not initially. I, I just kind of walked with the slavers till I got to the town. Then I got put in a cage. Then I got sold as a slave. But yes, <laughs> I got sold as a slave. Okay. So here I am as a slave. And at this point in the stream, like I could have reloaded my game to a time before I had become a slave. Just like uh-huh. free myself. But I was like, you know what? I don't know what the fuck to do in this game. And this is something interesting going on. Yeah. So I'm just going to let myself be a slave and see what happens. So eventually my new slave masters come and pick me up and we start walking across the desert to God knows where, assuming like they're home or something. Sure. And eventually we get near this, this big 
like prison camp is what it looks like. But just before we get there, this, these like giant animals, they're like big ants that are like three times the size of a person mm-hmm. starts attacking our group. Oh, and I just see this as a golden opportunity. And I fucking, I, 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 I run. I run as fast as the wind to get away from these slave masters. Right. And they didn't follow me because they were busy dealing with the big ant. So Bebop was free of his slavers. I, I picked the lock off my cuffs and I, I freed myself. But there was a small problem. Uh-oh. What was the problem? Um, I was still very much injured from having eight people kick the shit out of me. Right. My new slave masters had not healed my injuries whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> so like my my head and chest were like bleeding out slowly uh and if 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 left unchecked i would have just died oh so luckily like my for some reason my inventory my inventory did not get confiscated when i became a slave and luckily i had picked up some bandages so i tried to heal myself turns out robots you can't really use bandages on a robot <laughs> right yeah that doesn't really work so i needed to find a repair kit and luckily for me, nearby was like a traveling group of merchants. So I went out to this group of merchants and I was like, okay, do they have a repair kit? And I didn't have enough money. It was really expensive to get a repair kit. Okay. Much more than bandages, which makes sense. You're buying like equipment and tools, like yeah. screwdrivers and shit. But yeah, it was really expensive. Luckily nearby, there was carcasses of random animals. So like I went around to these random animals <laughs> and I picked their carcasses clean and they had like these teeth that sold really well. Okay. So I sold all their teeth bought a repair kit, fixed myself up. The repair kit got used up. It, it like it was no longer usable after I'd done all my repairing. And so I was like, I should pick up another one just to be safe. So I, I looted some more corpses and I went up to the traveling merchant and guess who's standing there waiting for me? Your, your slave owner, my slave owners. Oh, they just no. They happened to me nearby and they kicked the shit out of me again and put me back into slavery. <laughs> oh, damn. So I'm here. I'm here bleeding out again without a repair kit. And they take me into this encampment. It's like a it's like a mining camp where they put slaves to work just mining. And and at this point, I'm commenting on their inefficient big business practices like. In this camp, they don't like I was a robot, so like food wasn't a problem for me, but all the other all the other all the other slaves were starving. I was slowly bleeding out. Yeah, I'm sitting here like, of course, these guys need to buy new slaves all the time. They're just letting their current slaves die. <laughs> yeah. So I spent a little bit. I spent a little bit of time mining for them. And then they put me in a cage with a bunch of other slaves. And I was just kind of sitting there for like a long time. Like I wasn't doing any work for a while. And this the cage was too hard for me to pick the lock on. So oh. I was just stuck there. Damn. And so finally, after it was like half an hour or so of, of, of all this stuff happening, I reloaded my game to right before I got taken slave. Okay. And so this time I, um, I walked to a different town in a different direction of where the slavers were. And I kept a close eye out for random groups of people who might come and kick the shit out of me. Right. Yeah. That's probably a good idea. I've learned my lesson now. Beepops learned. Yeah. Oh, damn. And so I, I get to the next town and it's the same routine. You know, I kind of just wander around trying to find anything to do. Can't find anything. Um, steal some more shit. I go to the bar again to see if I can find another fence to seal my, to sell my stuff to. Yeah. And I find this random dude in a bar named Ripley. Ripley turns out was super chill and was just like, yo, I'm kind of lonely. Can I fucking hang out with you for a bit? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> hell yeah. 
Damn. So Ripley and I started traveling together. Ripley joined my squad. I could sell him into slavery if I wanted to, but I chose not to because I was like, I finally have a friend right in this desert where animals and slavers and everybody's just trying to kick the shit out of me. I finally have a friend, right? So Ripley and I try to head our way to the next town and we, we run across this camp where this this random farmer just pissed off, probably drunk or something, just try, tried to attack us. <laughs> oh, God. And so I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. It's Ripley and I are together now. You're not going to win over us. So we just start beating the shit out of this guy. Hell yeah. But turns out he had a dog and the dog attacked us and the dog gave us a dog gave him the upper hand. And so we run. We try to uh, run away. Okay. And then another one of those giant ants comes and beats the shit out of the farmer. <laughs> so we wait for the we wait for the we wait for the ant to leave. We walk over to the farmer, still conscious, steal all the shit off him, leave him naked in the desert, and walk away. <laughs> oh, jeez. So we make it to another town. We make it to another town. Um, go to the bar. There was a fence. Sold out my stuff. Picked some more locks. Stole some more stuff. You know how it goes, right? And all of a sudden, one hundred and fifty dollars just left my pocket. And Weird. This, this random guy who passed by me, like, said, oh, excuse me. And so I was like, oh, okay, what the fuck's going on here? So I talked to this guy. Turns out he pickpocketed me. Okay. Did you kick his ass? Well, not, not quite. So this guy's name was Red. And I was like, well, give me my money back. Or I'm going to tell the guards. And he was like, fuck you. I don't have any prospects. I don't have anything to lose anyway. Yeah. You know, he, he was like, you know, you came out of town. I've been stuck in this town my whole life. You know, you at least have the money to leave. I, I can't leave. I'm stuck here. And okay. I was like, why don't you just hang out with us instead? <laughs> <laughs> so the guy that pickpocketed you, you asked to like join your squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Like I could have kicked the shit out of him or called the guards on him, but I just got him to join us instead. His name was Red. He gave me my money back, and now Red Ripley and I have the world as our oyster. Nice. And that's that's where the stream ended. Nice. Uh, and I can't I can't wait to play some more because it's like this game's fucking weird. That is super weird. Like you can do, you can do so much in it. And yet they give you like nothing to do. They're kind of just like, figure it out. Do your own thing. That's kind of cool. Actually. It's really cool. It's really cool. I'm really excited to see like what else I can do in this game, especially now that I have Ripley and red on my side and red's like a crazy good thief, you know, like he pickpocketed me. Yeah. Uh, So I'm going to use red to just steal everything from everywhere. Yeah. But yeah. Nice. So I, I figured I, I wanted to like share that that tale of adventures because it was really a roller coaster of weird shit. <laughs> oh man, huh? Uh, um, I'm glad you brought up the whole like like Hershey's thing. Um, just as like a big candy company. Um, my friend Tim, who listens to the podcast regularly, um, he sent me a message. Uh, I think this was maybe a couple weeks ago or a week ago or something, and he was like, "What's this hippo shit you guys are talking about?" Happy hippos? Yeah, happy hippos. Oh, man. People do not know enough about happy hippos. Yeah, and I was like, oh, they're kinder happy hippos. They're freaking delicious. And he's like, oh, he's like, you mean like kinder eggs? And I was like, kind of. Yeah, I mean, it's like the the, same company, but they're not the same thing. No, I mean, the inside of a kinder egg is kind of similar to like the inside of a hippo without that crispy, delicious outside. Well, you're thinking of the kinder joys. Those are different. Well, those are the American Kinder Eggs. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's what he was talking about. Okay, yeah. Um, But yeah, so I just I thought it was really interesting that like of all things, like that was like the one Kinder product that was known. I mean, it's not shocker. Those are pretty well known. The only other the only other one that's super well known is those those milk bars with the creepy kid on the front. Oh, 
God. Yeah, the the, the boy. Yeah, the, the, the doll is someone we worked with used to refer to him. Oh, the doll? Yeah, because like his face looked like a doll. Like, it was like too shiny for some, like and yeah. I, after they pointed it out, I was like, damn, it he is really shiny. Yeah, no, I I I get I get it. I just didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, I don't remember who said that, but huh. Remember we had those those candy bars called Milk Boy? <laughs> yeah, those things are great. Yeah. They had, uh, I, I got those all the time. Or pretty much anytime I got like a coupon um or a few few bucks off, because they were expensive. They were like four dollar bars, but they had this white chocolate bourbon or white bourbon chocolate it was super fucking good yeah i really like white chocolate a lot of people don't i'm such a fan and like people always like i just almost oh. knocked over my water people always like to be like oh it's not real chocolate i don't fucking care it's delicious it's still good i don't care what you call it it's still awesome we can call it fucking fart juice and i'd still eat it <laughs> fart juice get, get me some white bourbon fart juice from milk boy i'll i'll eat that shit all day right yeah who cares what it's called it's delicious yeah i get it, it it's not technically chocolate but it's like the same texture the same consistency and it's freaking delicious it's so good god i love me some white chocolate yeah yeah for sure um i have kind of an interesting question i don't i don't know if this is gonna be I don't know if you're going to actually have a preference for this or not, but do you do you have a preference for for type of ice for a beverage? Uh, I mean, I guess I don't I don't really like like the shaved ice or like the the crushed ice. Okay, I think those melt too fast. I don't like ice in my drinks in general. Okay, like uh, I don't, I'm not like the, the, a pain in the ass at restaurants where I like I'm like, can you get me a Sprite without ice? But if it's a restaurant like McDonald's where I fill up my own cup, I don't put ice in it. Okay. Because I drink, I tend to drink drinks kind of slowly and I don't like that ice waters it down. Agreed. So I don't like crushed ice because it melts too fast. I prefer ice cubes for sure. Okay. Now, if for for me, because you've got like the cubes and then you've got those little like, like crescent shaped ones, like the half moons that come out of like an ice maker. Yeah. And then you got like ice chips. I, I like crushed ice the best if I'm not using a straw because those are good to snack on. Okay. But if I'm using a straw and these are hard to come by, I like the round ones that have the hole in the middle. Cause ever since I was a kid, you stick your straw through the middle of that hole and it's just, it's just a little extra game you can play with your drink. That's a specific. I don't think I've ever had a drink with that kind of ice cube before. Oh, damn. Damn, you're missing out. Next time I next time I'm at like a restaurant that's got got those, I'll have to I'll have to remember so that I can tell you to go in there and give it a shot. It, it may change your whole perspective on on ice cubes. <laughs> Man, I'm I, I haven't been out to a restaurant since June. Mm, I think same for me. God. I should go out to restaurants more. I like, I like, well, I need to find people to go to restaurants with, I suppose. <laughs> oh, you know what? I take that back. When Crystal was in town, uh, we got, we got breakfast and, uh, we also got lunch one day too. Yeah. So I guess I have been out since then. That was like July, I think, but mm. yeah, it's still been a while. I gotta, I, I gotta just stop in at a diner. Or something. I love diner food so much. It's like breakfast food. 
so fucking good. It's like diner diner pancakes and waffles are a breed above from like the ones you make at home. I don't know what the fuck they do to them. Yep, but they're so good. Even like so good. Like I'll go to restaurants and like you know I'm a big fan of that golden the what is it called the Carbons Golden Malted yep. Pancake Mix that yeah. we sold the world market. That stuff is fantastic. It's amazing and tons of restaurants use it but like despite that fact the ones I make at home are still not as good as diner ones. I don't know what it is. I mean maybe it's because they're professionals at it. Maybe but I feel like I I make a damn good pancake I feel like. Okay. They're always pretty perfectly cooked. Nice. And my waffle maker doesn't suck that much so. Okay. (laughs) It's definitely not the best waffle maker but. Do you have a waffle preference in like well, what terms? So, I mean, there's like square and round and then you've got like the thick Belgian or like the thin, n- not an ego waffle, but like the thickness of an ego. Definitely th- thick. I okay. want them thick boys. I want those pillowy mother pillowy motherfuckers. Okay. See, I like a good thin round waffle. Those, those are kind of hard to come by. Can't relate. And I, I do have a waffle maker, but they're, they're thick squares. Not not my favorite. I, I definitely prefer those. Okay. Um, are you more of a waffle or a pancake guy? Uh, I would say more pancake. Really? Yeah. I'm definitely more waffle. I think like if we're talking just totally plain, like totally plain waffle or pancake, it's definitely waffle every time. But like plain waffle versus like chocolate chip pancakes, because you really you can't really do chocolate chip waffles. Ooh. You can, but it's really hard. But like chocolate chip pancake versus plain waffle, it's a it's definitely a toss up. But for some reason, like I don't know what it is. Like I, maybe it's because you know squares can hold the syrup better. Like I definitely prefer waffles over yeah. pancakes. I do like chicken and waffles. That's really good. That's pretty fucking good. Um, and then I have made um, I made bacon waffles. Oh yeah, where you like like crumbled pan- uh, bacon in the batter? No, I just. Uh, I took my waffle maker and uh, I like really, really lightly cooked some bacon, which is pretty much how I like my bacon anyway. I like it all nice and floppy. Me too. Um, Definitely me too. You get so much more flavor out of it. I don't you really do. Like I don't the cr- understand the crispy <laughs> it's bacon people. No, like it, it, it dries out like crazy too. It's, it it's like these hard flakes of, of, of not as good bacon uh, taste. Yeah, it loses it. It loses all of its good flavor and just tastes like burnt. Yeah, it's not good. It's not as good. No, no. Give well, me the give, give me, me the, those floppy boys. Yeah, we're a couple floppy boys doing what floppy boys do, right? Eating lots of breakfast. Mm, this is good. <laughs> um, back to the whole back to what I did. Um, so I cooked some nice floppy bacon, filled up my waffle maker with uh, with batter and then just uh, just laid a couple strips right in there and uh, closed the lid down on it. Huh? And it was uh, freaking delicious. That, I mean, it sounds good. Those those foods go together for a reason. Yeah, there's um there's a restaurant in town where you can uh you can get either bacon, I don't know if they crumble it or not. You can get either bacon or sausage in your pancakes. And I've had their sausage pancakes and those are freaking delicious. I really don't like breakfast sausage. Really? Yeah. I don't know what it is about it. It's I don't I, I, you know what the worst part too is like some like low quality breakfast sausages have weird textures where like there's random like hard chunks in them. Yeah, that's that, not good. That that kills me. I fucking hate that. But even without that, I'm just not big on like the taste of breakfast sausage. Yeah, 
I um I de- I definitely prefer the sausage links to over the patties. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, I can do the patties. They're they're okay. They're fine, but. The links are definitely where it's at. Yeah, for sure. I, I'd agree with you on that one. And not those links that don't have like the casing on the outside. That I care less about. But after after our hot dog experience, I can definitely feel the the, the love on the natural casings. Yeah, yeah, for for sure. Um, man, I'm really hungry. I I I, I didn't eat before this podcast, so I'm pretty hungry already. And now we're talking about this breakfast shit. I haven't made breakfast for myself in ages. I got to do that. Yeah, I I hardly ever make breakfast other than I'll make like an omelet because that's kind of like a that can be kind of like an any time of the day food. Yeah, I mean, I usually just cook up a toaster strudel, which is definitely a breakfast food, but I haven't had like bacon and and pancakes and waffles or whatever in a long time. Yeah. Now, speaking of toaster strudel, do you have like a specific way that you put icing the icing on it? No, I just splooge it on there. I mean, I do like crisscross like or like zigzags as I put it on. But. OK, so you zigzag it. Yeah. OK. Now, I haven't had a toaster strudel in probably 10 years, but as a kid, I used to have them frequently because they're delicious. See, me me having them so often as an adult, like pretty much any time I make breakfast is the toaster strudel is specifically because when I was a kid, I wanted toaster strudels and my mom wouldn't buy them because they were expensive and, you know, there's three kids in the house. A right. box of toaster strudel is good for one meal. If there's three kids in the house. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. That that makes sense. So she was, we never had toaster strudels. So when I moved out, the first thing I bought was toaster strudels. And I was like, I'm eating this every, every time I want to, and I will always have them in stock. Oh, that is great. <laughs> so it's, it's like my little adult indulgence thing. Um, that, that, that's great. I, uh, I think that the last time I had a toaster strudel, I, I still ate it the same way I ate it as a child, which was there was a very specific way that I, I ate my toaster strudel. Oh, you got a process. Yeah. So I would take the icing and squeeze all of the icing in one big blob in the center of the toaster strudel. OK, I would then eat the entire perimeter of the toaster strudel. So the middle was full of like all of the inside, like all of <laughs> all of that delicious, like fruit filling <laughs> with an entire strudel's worth of icing. Yeah. And then I would just, I would just house that like that entire middle section would just all go into my mouth at once. <laughs> Feel that sweet goose spread it all over your tongue and lips. And hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Just down that shit. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I was hanging out with a friend sometime last year and we watched, uh, the second Deadpool movie. I don't remember if it's called Deadpool two or whatnot, but like there's this, there's this one scene where, when like he's hanging out in his apartment and like, uh, he's got a toaster strudel in the oven or in his like toaster oven. And then like these guys like come and break in and he has to like fight them off and they like shoot his girlfriend or whatever. And uh-huh. spoilers for me. I actually don't super remember the movie. It wasn't that good. But like the thing that bothered me about it was like he, after he was like done, he like just took the toaster strudel and without putting the icing on it, just ate it. Nope. And I was immediately like, what the fuck? You got to put the icing on it or it's like not a toaster strudel. Like that's not how yeah. you do it. No, that's like a serial killer move. Yeah. And like and our girl crystal would probably do that. Probably. Probably just slap a banana lavatappi on top of her toaster strudel, <laughs> or you know what? Just like cut the end of it, drain out the filling, and stuff a banana lappy tappy in the middle. Uh, uh, gross. Uh, 
Uh, oh, but that that actually gives me an idea. What if you just like like ate one end of it, opened it up, and squeezed the icing inside of it? I that might work for no, because it would all get like front loaded. It wouldn't like spread through the whole thing. I feel like. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, it's just an idea. I don't know. I don't know. That that could be a thing. Um, have you ever had the savory toaster strudels? Like the I've never tried them. I heard they're terrible. Again, I mean, I'm. I, I think it's been since I was like a child or very very young adult since I've had one. I remember thinking they were okay at the time, but I mean, who knows? My judgment was probably off at that at that point. It's funny to think how stupid you are when you're a kid. Oh yeah, kids kids think real dumb shit. Like there's as, as I've gotten older, like I've I kind of like I think about things that I don't like, especially when it comes to like shows and movies, mm-hmm. and I kind of just sit there and I'm like. You know, this, this opinion is kind of invalid at this point because whatever age I was at, I probably wasn't correct in my thinking. Right. And like that, that thinking came from when I watched Breaking Bad for the first time uh, uh, a couple years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, because when I, wa- I watched, I tried to watch Breaking Bad when I was in high school and I didn't like it. Um, I've tried to watch like the first three episodes uh-huh. and I didn't like it because I was like, everybody's just, this show is just everybody talking. That's the entire show. It's not interesting at all okay now i watched the first few episodes on breaking bad and i'm like oh my god this set up so much shit these scenes are so intense there's so much suspense here and so much stuff getting set up this is such a good fucking episode how did i think this was bad oh yeah and i I, like i think specifically to this like it's in like episode three i think like uh, and you're not gonna know because you don't watch breaking bad right i haven't seen it but uh walter's talking with this kid crazy eight who is like being taken hostage in uh, his business associates uh, uh, basement. And he's kind of trying to decide whether or not he needs to kill him. And he's having a conversation with this kid. And, and the whole premise of the conversation is like, give me a reason not to kill you. I don't want to kill you. Uh huh. And like, so it's like this really long conversation throughout the entire episode where like, they're basically talking about like really mundane shit. Like, crazy eights like family owns a furniture store that Walter used to visit. And like, they have this whole back and forth about like remembering this place and like yeah. talking about his life and his interests and all this. And like, you know, it's not like the fucking gunfights and, and crazy meth lad shit that you expect throughout the rest of the show. But it's like this really important scene now that I watch it again. Yeah. And, and like, I, it's, it's, it's just like, how, how did I not like this when I was younger? This is so fucking good. <laughs> oh uh, yeah so after after having watched breaking bad it, uh, all the way through i was basically like wow i probably have a lot of other opinions that are super invalid at this point yeah just because my dumb kid brain thought he knew it was up and it was totally wrong yeah i i don't know if you remember this but since we got on the topic of toaster strudels one time i sent you a meme that was just like it was like a picture of like a toaster strudel sitting on like a plate on a bed and there was there was just uh, there was icing like on the sheets and it was like m- my wife's never going to believe that I just dropped my toaster strudel. <laughs> I don't remember that. That's pretty good, though. Yeah, that was a solid meme. <laughs> the, the, the idea of taking a toaster strudel into bed is hilarious, too. Yeah, that's a that's a solid breakfast in bed right there. <laughs> um, I get kind of a goofy story. Um. Remember, uh, uh, remember our old, I guess you could call him a coworker, but, uh, uh, Josh, the, uh, the wine guy. Yeah. Um, anyway, so he, he used to, 
he's since moved on, but he worked for my current company too. That's, that's how I, how I got this job was through him. And, um, there was one day I had like an issue. It was when I first started, like I had an issue with an order. And so I called him up and I'm like, man, what do I do? I like punched in the wrong location for this order. Like I can't have it go to the wrong store. And he's like, Oh, just, just call the office. One of the girls will take care of it. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like, is there someone specific I need to ask for? He's like, no, no, one of the girls will take care of you. I was like, Okay. And it it kind of it almost had like a little bit of like like a like a madman misogynistic vibe. Right. Like, it's it gives off that vibe in, in, at first, but right. I suppose if there was only women working in that office, then that'd be that'd be fine. Right. That that that's pretty much what it ended up being, but like the next time I had an issue, I I asked like uh like one of my coworkers. I, it was kind of a different situation. I was like what do I do? And he's, just, he's like, yeah, just call the office. One of the girls will take care of you. Like, like this is a solution to everything. Those girls are, are, are pulling the back of this company. Yeah. So pushing it. Right. Exactly. So from my understanding, like when you call the office, the, the phone just rings and it's mostly females that work there. And you know, just any one of them is trained to take care of basically any, any issue you've got. And this is maybe, I don't know, eight, nine months ago, I get an email and it's like, it's like a company wide email and they're like, Hey, just so you know, um, we've set up a new like group email address to take care of any issues that are hard (laughs) that don't need your like immediate attention. It's like direct your emails to office girls at <laughs> and our domain. And I was like, Oh, okay. So that's, that seems weird that I, but they own that shit. Like they, they own that they're, that they're the girls and they just dominate that office. It's pretty cool. If, if a guy cha- uh, joins the team, do they just like, see like an honorable girl, like one of the girls? I don't know. I don't know if he's like an honor honorary girl or if he's just excluded from all all those emails <laughs> maybe they just don't hire men maybe not i don't know ain't having any of that shit hell no none of that disgusting worthless men Ugh. yeah disgusting office girls you know isn't isn't that what like uh uh, uh pam and angela's podcast is called something like that or office ladies Something like that. Yeah. Actually, now that you mentioned that, huh. I, th- I think so. Maybe, maybe that's where they got the alias from. <laughs> maybe. Huh? Yeah, I guess I never thought about that, but I like it for anyone who doesn't know. I don't, I, we may have talked about this in, in, in an earlier episode. Um, uh, uh, the, the actors who played Pam and Angela on the office nowadays have a podcast where they talk about like the production and, uh, and random stories from each episode that aired. I don't know if it's still going. I mean, there's a finite amount of content there, but there is a lot of office episodes. So who knows? Right. Um, the there, there's another goofy thing that it hasn't happened in a while. I think maybe there was like one person who was like kind of, I don't want to say the instigator. Cause I don't think they did it on purpose. Instigator. I hardly know her. Oh, but I'm bump. Um, so I mean, it was like, this would happen at least once a week. 
um, someone would send out uh, one of the, one of the office girls would send out like a a company wide email that was like, "Hey, let's welcome this new person to the team," or um, "Hey, it's it's uh, this person's birthday," and it never failed. Everyone would just end up hitting reply all. Oh God, that's they do that where I work, and it's so annoying because people will send out emails for like every buyer in the entire region. Yes, and then like everybody will hit reply all, be like, nope, don't have it here, and it's like you fucking moron. Right. Number one, you don't need to respond at all. Right. Exactly. Number two, you definitely don't need to reply all. Right. Just yeah, just. If you want to say happy birthday or congratulations on having your baby or whatever it is that you, whatever the subject of that is, send it to that person. Don't just send it out to everybody. I don't need to know that it's, you know, I don't want to know that Jeff is congratulating Ben on having a baby. And in that same vein, fuck anybody who invites you to anything via group text. Uh, like they'll send you an invite to their fucking barbecue and they'll have like 40 people on that group text. Yeah. Go to hell. Yeah. I understand what you're trying to do. I respect it. And like, I want to believe that everybody's smart enough to just reply to you individually, but that's not going to happen. And I'm going to get like eight random phone numbers replying to your message. And it's really fucking annoying. Absolutely. You're holding the barbecue, put in the effort of sending each of us a text. I don't give a shit. I actually, I kind of... I had to think about it for a second. I I've been in that situation a couple times and that's super annoying, but, um, I also have a few like group texts or group chats or group snaps where, um, like we all frequently talk to each other. Like we have like a group conversation. So I was thinking initially like that type of situation. No, that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm in group text. I mean, my discord is basically one big group text with like 50 different people. Right. So if it's a situation like that, where, you know, you're, you're inviting someone like that, that, that would be fine. But if you're just initiating a brand new group just to send out an invite. Yeah. That's with a bunch of people that the other people might not know. No, just go, go to hell. Yeah. Go straight to hell. Exactly. Um, you talking about like email shit uh, reminded me of this one email we got at, at World Market one time that just fucking killed me. Okay. Um, it, I don't know what store this was from, but this was an email that got sent out to like our, our boss, our boss's boss, our boss's boss's boss. Like there was a lot oh, of people on his email. No. And this person, I don't know what happened here. <laughs> the email just said, Hey, I popoco poo poo polu I. <laughs> what? That was the entire email. I, I can show it to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> it said, Hey, I P O P O K K O P P O O O O P O L O O. And then on the next line, just the letter I. <laughs> that oh was the entire my email. God. Like someone really fucked up when they sent that email. That was definitely not intentional. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um this was this was right this was getting getting very close to the end of when I worked at World Market and I really didn't care about anything that happened there. Um you might have still been there. 
Um, but our, our old manager, uh, Carissa, we got an email to the store from like Carissa's personal email, like after she had already left. And I don't even know if it had a subject or it had like some sort of weird subject. And I was like, oh, clearly this is like a virus. Like, (laughs) I do remember this. And, you know, of course, I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to open it. I want to see what this is. And it was just like some like absurd link with like, you know, like random characters in it and shit like that. I think I might have even clicked on the link just for the hell of it. It's not your computer. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Hoping, hoping to get a virus. Like when I tried to, when I tried to break the computer. Nice. With, um, the, with the paper clip. There's this, there's this guy, uh, on, on YouTube, uh, Joel from, I forget what his channel name is. Uh, Vine sauce. That's it. Uh, not V sauce. They're different channels, but okay. um, he does these, these great, uh, uh, series of videos. It, it, it's, it's effectively a speed run. He, he, uh, from what I know, he's done this with like every iteration of like windows, but I've only seen it for like windows XP. He'll like boot up like a virtual version of the operating system and try intentionally to, to, to download as many viruses he can until his computer crashes in as short a time as possible. <laughs> nice. It's like every random pop up, every plugin that tries to install, install itself, everything. He just downloads all of it until the computer breaks. Oh God. It's fucking funny. Remember when Carissa gave herself, uh, gave herself a virus on her home computer. Did no. you hear about that? No, I don't think so. Yeah. She got stuck in a tornado. <laughs> Uh, like I think she clicked on a pop-up and then they just kept like she just couldn't get rid of them and like couldn't shut down her computer and just turned it off and then like turned it back on and it was just it was more yeah (laughs) yeah god so classic Carissa very classic Carissa uh uh I just want to as as a little side note I got a comment on on um on my berserk video just now correcting my pronunciation of a certain word and they're incorrect on how to pronounce that word. So <laughs> really? Yeah. So the, the word is behelit, which is, uh, uh, one of the things in, in berserk and they, they, they're, they're correcting me to baylet and that's just not right. Like the original Japanese is beherito. So it's behelit. It's not baylet. That's just wrong. Oh, <laughs> so I'm going to, I, I, I love that. I love when people correct you on shit and they're wrong about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. It's funny shit. Um, I thought of, I've thought of a story uh, recently about um, our old boy Marco. Um, and Crystal would remember this. Um, I don't know. Marco was talking about he was talking about this like rock that he found that he was like carrying it around and he was like I think I remember this. He was like this rock, it's like, I feel like a really special connection to it. Like, yeah. sometimes it's like rocks are my friends. And, and Crystal and I like kind of laughed at him about it, you know, because, you know, it's coming from Marco. Yeah. Um, and then like later that day, I was, uh, I was taking Lily out for a walk and along the sidewalk, there was like a, like a, like a drain and they had uh, the drain was all covered. <laughs> they had covered it up this. with a bunch of rocks. And so I just like took a picture of it and sent it, I think, probably to probably to all of you. And I was like, 
Look at how many friends I have. And Marco was like, that's like, that's like really mean. Like, like I have like a special connection with this rock. Oh man. Sometimes I wonder, like I, I, I think about like con artists and like the stupid shit they try to like sell to people. And I'm like, how, how how do these people exist? How do they make any money? And then it's like, oh yeah, Marco exists. Like, yeah, if there's one Marco, there must be more. Yeah, it, these are the dumbasses who fall for this stuff. Get involved in like pyramid schemes. Yeah, yeah. Oh god. Um, and in that same vein, um, uh, thinking about like Marco thinking things are really mean. Yeah, um, I think there was a time that. Uh, uh, Marco told some story about how he almost got caught by a car and I, I was like I, I told him I was like sad that he didn't and he was like that's like really mean and uh, but there, it's been, there's been this similar situation going on at work recently um, my coworker Megan was telling me this this story about a time that she almost drowned and I was like I kind of wish you had drowned <laughs> oh man did she hide your toolbox <laughs> <laughs> no no but like she so I, I, a little while went by and like, this was just like a passing thing for me. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. And so like she started, I, I, I we would like, you know, do our like teasing each other in front of our, our other employees. And like, they made a comment about how mean to each other we are. And, and she, she kept saying like, I have, it's, it's like, she, she'd be like, I have this thing in my back pocket I can use to get in fired if I ever really want to. And I was like, what are you talking about? No, you don't. And, and, and she was like, what about the time you told me you thought it'd be funny if I drowned? And I was like, I don't remember that. I think you're making that up. Yeah, that sounds like something you're making up. That doesn't sound real. And she'd be like, nope, you did say it. And I was like, well, it's your word against mine. So, you know, who, who, who's really to say? But then eventually, clearly, I did remember. I did, in fact, say that. I thought it'd be funny if she died. <laughs> so she keeps joking that she has that in her back pocket to get me fired at some point. Um, God, since we're on the topic of Marco... I uh, I thought of a couple more good Marco stories. Um, do, you, do you remember there was one day where uh, he had to spend the whole day cleaning the stock room with Carissa and by the end of the day he just looked so defeated and sad and I don't know I think it was probably Ken was like dude Marco you look like you're Eeyore <laughs> and he's like is that that goat? goat yeah because it's, it's marco and he doesn't know anything <laughs> but um somebody i think it was ken took a picture of marco and, <laughs> and, and and put it next to a picture of eeyore and it looks friggin' spot on <laughs> oh my god uh and the other marco story i thought of was um nobody also really understand this but we had this like uh we had this fixture in our stock room and we, uh, we used it to store grid. Yeah. And there one time there was so much grid in it that it, it broke and like fell to the side. And yeah. And I feel like it almost crushed Chelsea. Um, but it, it didn't. And, uh, so we ended up having to like rebuild it <laughs> and it was like, I think it was like the day like Christmas Eve or like the Saturday before Christmas. It was whenever they like provided us with food. And I think Marco was like, I think he was like the only one on the sales floor. Cause all the rest of us were like taking our break to like enjoy the food. And we're like, all right, as soon as someone's done, you can, you can, you can swap out. Um, 
And he's like, I think he was like, what if, what if all the food's gone? And I was like, all right, Marco, we'll make you a plate of food. Like, what do you want? So I took his plate of food and I like put it in that fixture. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, I, I, I hope it breaks when Marco's in there. So it's like, I made like a Marco trap and I have a picture of him like reaching down inside it to get his plate of food. <laughs> I don't know where that one is. Oh man. Those grids were such a pain in the ass. Yeah, because they were so damn heavy. They were so heavy. There were so many of them. And like we went through multiple like storage solutions throughout the year and never really found anything that worked. No. Um, the one that I think sucked the most was when we had that that one section of like uh, the storage shelves where we would just have all of them like lined up like a deck of cards. Yeah. And you have to like flip through them to get to the one you wanted. And there was like there was multiple occasions where like You'd be sitting in the office and you'd hear like a loud crash sound and you'd be like, someone just died and you'd walk out of the office and it was just because someone had pushed over the entire pile just to get to one. Yeah. Oh my God. There was such a nightmare. Like the, the whole like storage situation for fixtures and stuff was so bad because like we had way more fixtures and, and fixture equipment than we ever needed. Right. Except for during the holidays. Yeah. I don't know how it was possible that we like we we always had way too much except for when we needed it yeah during the holidays we never had enough yeah and so we just keep all of this extra shit for like the two months out of the year that we would actually need it yeah and it was such a pain to store and manage otherwise i was like why didn't the store just like take it back and send it out every holiday season i mean i know they need to like figure out a storage situation of their own but god it was such a pain in the ass for us god remember speaking of fixtures that we didn't need Remember how every year we would get a fixture to put uh, to hold calendars like it was specifically designed to hold calendars. Yeah. And then like as soon as they clearanced out calendars, they were like, oh, yeah, go ahead and throw that away. Yeah, Just get fucking rid of it. They didn't even take it back. It was a complete waste. Yeah. They're just like, you know, just throw it away. And there were multiple years that I worked there because, you know, I worked there for like eight years um, where we would just have that calendar fixture stored basically up until the time that the next calendar fixture came. Yeah. And it was like, why did we keep this? Either a, why did we keep it? Or B, why doesn't everybody keep it? And we just Just reuse reuse it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. They did some Dumbo shit at that, that that company, my dude. I mean, well, that, there's a prime example of why it's a failing company. <laughs> you remember when uh, when Chris up and quit and, and everybody came to like redo shit in our store, we had like a shit ton of stockpiles of supplies. Yeah. And we just threw like all of it away. Yeah. And then like the next week we needed a ton of supplies. <laughs> yeah. Because they were like, oh, you're never going to need all this. We, I mean, to be fair, they were right. We had way too much shit. Someone was way over ordering supplies. Yeah. But we needed what we needed. Yeah. <laughs> Could yeah. throw away all of it. Right. Oh, did I ever tell you that Carissa got drunk at work on her last day? Mm, I, I think I heard about it because I, I wasn't there the day she left. Well, no, I, you definitely told me about this. I mean, I don't know if she was actually drunk because I mean, she was basically always drunk. Yeah, but she like came in and she grabbed like it was because we were getting close to Christmas and we had already had like our uh our Christmas stuff out yet. 
And uh, I think we had, I think it was like one of those, uh, those non-paper cups, which for those of you who don't know, it's like a ceramic coffee mug that looks like a Starbucks cup and it's got like a silicone lid on it. Um, and it, I think it said like Merry Elfing Christmas or something like that. And she loved that. Oh, well, cause she was, she was effectively a wine mom. Yeah. Just without the mom part. Yeah. And she like took one of those and just filled it up with like that, like pre-made margarita (laughs) (laughs) and just kept like refilling it for like the three hours that she was there before she just dipped out. She sent an email that was like, Hey, I'm quitting today. Effective at like two o'clock. And that was it. Oh man. Those are interesting times. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. She was, uh, yeah, that whole, that whole time period was just really interesting. It was really good when, when it like first started and we didn't have like anybody like telling us what to do. Yeah, that was awesome. We were understaffed, but we could also just do whatever we wanted. Yeah. But then they started sending people from other stores and they kept telling us about how we were doing things wrong. And it's like, well, clearly there's no right way because everybody from every store is telling us a different fucking thing. Ugh. And and fucking Stacy decided like, oh, I'm going to redo your rain check system to like get it more in line with how everybody else does it. And it was terrible. Our oh, system was so much better. So much better. God, Stacy can eat my ass. Absolutely. God, she came up as a LinkedIn suggestion for me. Yeah, you sent me that. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I thought I did, but I was like, fuck no. <laughs> one time, one time Steve came up. Um, oh, our, Mad Steve or DM Steve? DM Steve. Okay. And I was like, fuck no, I'm not, I'm not connecting with him. He can also eat my ass. God. <laughs> oh, God. Him in those fucking Friday photos. <laughs> oh, see. Oh, my God. So for, for anyone who doesn't know, um, I mean, why would you know that our, our old district manager would like send out a list of like random places that he wanted pictures of, taken of throughout the store every week. And you'd have to like take pictures. And then like uh, one of the other general managers from a different store, it was like his job to like look at the pictures and find nitpicks. Yeah. And the stuff they would find were just so fucking dumb. Yeah. So fucking dumb. Like I, I like, you know, I, I was the furniture department head. And so we would take a, a picture of our, our, our dining section mm-hmm. and he would pick out like certain chairs that were, or weren't were, or were not supposed to be there. And like what location they were supposed to be in. And I, I would literally like photocopy our schematic and be like, show me that it's not supposed to be there. Cause it is supposed to be there. Right. And then he'd be sending like a, a response like, Oh my bad. Yeah. It's, it is supposed to be there. It's like, dude, th- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or we'd end up with that situation. Like we had talked about before where like our store in particular would have like extra of a certain chair. Cause we couldn't sell it, but you, we have to have it on display somewhere or else no one's ever going to buy it. Yeah. And they'd be like, why is that chair there? That doesn't belong there. Well, yeah, it also Maybe if it's sold, we would, <laughs> it wouldn't be there. Yeah. Well, it doesn't belong anywhere. So where do you suggest we put it? Oh my God. So annoying. Yeah. So at least like 
Steve was at least pretty understanding about like the stuff that like, like, like stuff like that, like furniture that we still had that didn't have a place. He at least understood that like it needed to go somewhere. Fucking Jeff, like the guy before him used to be like, I don't f- find somewhere else for it. It's not supposed to be here. And it's like, where, where do you want me to put it? It's not supposed to be anywhere. Right. I still have five of these fucking wicker chairs in the stock room. Where do you want me to put them? Oh, those goddamn wicker chairs. Yeah. Jesus. Tim's rocking chair. Yeah. Oh, the the Whitmore was yeah, that what it was called? The Whitmore. Damn. <laughs> oh God! It sounds like a sounds like a nursing home, which was perfect for Tim in a rocking chair. Yeah. Oh, that dude. God, I keep thinking about how long it's been since I've been to World Market, but then every time I think about going, I'm like, oh, I'm busy with other shit. Yeah. Um, but I miss those lads. Speaking of speaking of Friday photos, like. I I really really hated our DM Steve. I know you did. <laughs> and uh he ended up it was like after I put in my 2 weeks um it was like oh like the week before I was going to be done there um he got fired. <laughs> and I thought that was the greatest thing in the world and I was like you know what? On Friday, I didn't actually do it, but I was like, on Friday, I should send him a picture of my balls and be like, here's your Friday photo, Steve. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I mean, it was mutual. At least he didn't like you either. No, I know. I, I mean, he, he loved me, so I didn't have nearly as much of a problem with it with him, but he really did not like you. Yeah, but I, rem- I remember after he got after he got fired, Tom was like, you, sh- do you, you still want to quit? He's like, you you want to stay now? And I was like, nah, I already got another job. I got, I got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Cause all, all the, all the shitty things Tom was having to do was also like related to Steve. Yeah. God, it's gotta be, it had to become so much better to work there after, after Steve was gone. I, I can't imagine it was good anyway. I mean, they got Jeff back. <laughs> yeah. But in comparison, like overall, I think Jeff was probably easier to work for. You know, who knows? Jeff was an odd guy. Jeff, yeah. Jeff, Jeff was an odd individual in a lot of ways. We talked about it before, but like one of those things that really threw me off was the way that he like would delegate work to you. Like, you know, he'd point out an issue with the store and you'd like prompt him with like, well, what do I do to fix it? And he'd basically clap back with like, that's not you guys take care of that. That's not my field. You guys take care of the solution. I just point out the problems. Yeah. But then at other times he'd come in and he'd be like, oh, your rug wall is looking light. Right. I, I'm going to, I'm going to hang up a bunch of fucking rugs. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Jeff, you get paid like $150,000 a year and you're out here hanging up fucking rattan rugs or whatever it is. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> well, remember when Carissa wasn't there, he would come to visit and he would just like downstock gourmet and then leave. Yeah. I mean, he was fine when Carissa wasn't around. Tim was right. Like he was finding any reason to fire Carissa. Like, he, oh, absolutely. When Carissa was around, every small problem was a major problem. But as soon as she was gone, he, she was as soon as she was gone, he chilled out at so much. and was like, that's not an issue. Don't worry about it. Yeah. The way that the way that Jeff treated Carissa was the way that Steve treated me. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I was happy. Th- well, obviously, I was happy that I didn't get fired, but I was happy that I like made it through that situation because he was more or less just trying to clean house of all the supervisors in the district. Oh, absolutely. Because I think he either like he wasn't even DM for a year. I don't think he got a bunch of people to like quit or 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 get fired or whatever. Yeah, like a, a bunch of Stacy's people who all like be- before him, like Jeff was like 
putting them up as like these guys are our next general managers and steve was like no they're fucking not yeah <laughs> and same like all, all of all of george's people too yeah i think like i mean i don't remember how many stores were in our district like i don't know 10 or 12 or something like that and you know each one had probably what like four supervisors and a gm i think out of those stores in his like less than a year i think he had like like two gms and like eight supervisors either like quit or get fired yeah so i'm happy that i i was one of the survivors you did it yeah i made it i outlasted him barely barely <laughs> just under the wire yeah oof yeah you know it happens all right. Well, thank you for listening to the Break Room Nacho special special podcast. We'll be back next week with a very special episode that will be the exact same as every other special episode. Yeah, because they're also very special. Yeah, Break Room Nacho special podcast. Fuck Ohio. 